Welcome to SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com, formerly known as Self-Discovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Your Health is Your Choice, right here in selfdiscoverywisdom.com, formerly known as media. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Dr. Laura Gray. We're going to be talking about medigration. Well, what is that? Hmm, it's quite intriguing, isn't it? She says... Uh, cutting-edge innovator. She is a cutting-edge innovator, researcher of the beginning field of vibrational medicine. Her gentle heart and boundless energy guides clients from life-limiting beliefs and experiences to a healthier and more purposeful sense of being, utilizing her power and intuitive capabilities, her knowledge of human anatomy, psychology, and neurophosphoby. I can never say that word. And her confirmation of the quantum human experience. Laura has created hundreds of medigrations for her own condition uh, and are those of her clients. She understands that to bridge the power of subtle energy of the consciousness to our physicality, we can use the brain's ability to recognize and recreate itself by forming neural, um, new neural connections. Uh, she holds a master's degree uh, in science uh, from the to Tufts University, the School of uh, Veterinary Medicine and Doctorate in Natural Medicine and a PhD with concentration in quantum medicine and consciousness. She also holds a certification in energy medicine. And we really should have kind of even put you under the quantum and spirituality. There's so many places that you could go under today. But your health is your choice. It is because we can't help what happens to us, but we can help how we choose to heal ourselves, right? Because that's in our power if we're willing to step outside of the norm. Welcome to the show, love. Oh, hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. An absolute delight. I love the name, <laughs> Medigration, absolutely. Um, and it's all around meditation. And I think what so many people get, they get diagnosed with something or something has happened to them. And immediately what happens, everything tightens up in fear, yes. right? The worst thing you can do is tightening everything up. And if they can step into that meditation of just letting everything go, calming right down, the solution will always present itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So tell us more about how uh, your journey to this journey. I mean, you're obviously extremely qualified, but you've kind of diverted uh, from where you started to where you are now. What was that pivot that took you on this journey? Yes. Like, why did I go to veterinary school and yes. then end <laughs> up in consciousness school? Uh, so at a very young age, I was highly intuitive. I would be able to feel what was going on in people's bodies. Uh, I could, you know, I would walk into a room and know who had the weakest liver or who had the strongest eyesight and those kinds of things. And uh, but Back in the day, that was uh, kind of witchcraft. And so I thought, well, who would understand that? Who would allow me to be that in the world? And it was animals. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, at least I can help animals because you can really communicate with them and we're all connected. And so that was going to be the easiest thing. And I had this vision of um, that I was going to go to veterinary school and then I would graduate and I didn't actually want to become a veterinarian, but that I would graduate and then I would get two or three bloodhounds and I would be flown to areas of avalanches or kidnappings and I would help find lost people. Mm. And what is just beautiful, as I'm sure everybody has these experiences, is I am still sort of rushed to the site of something mm -hmm. and help lost people. Um, they're not lost in necessarily a, an actual avalanche, uh, right. but they may have an avalanche of whatever it is that's mm -hmm. happening mentally, emotionally. Um, and we can feel it oftentimes our mental or emotional kidnapping and being yes. stolen from our ego. So I, I ended up, you know, and I do feel like I'm the, a little bit of the bloodhound. So uh, while it does seem like 
uh, it was if circuitous way my my heart stayed really directly to finding and helping people that was your core purpose you've just done it in a different way right exactly 100 yes absolutely Finding our core purpose is sometimes a lifelong journey for certain people. And that is because, you know, constantly living the exterior life and not the interior life. Right. But, yes. you you know, you were gifted with that um, uh, core purpose of the rescuing of people because you understand you you right. see things in between the lines that others can't see. You feel the knowledge. Uh, rather than kind of hearing the knowledge or you you can see it uh, in a way that other people don't understand. So just really, you're a translator. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, one of the things that happened later on in my life, in my 30s, uh, which I did not understand why I was able to feel or, you know, bridge these bridge the etheric to the physical world so easily and live in that uh, was that uh, in my 30s, my youngest son, who was only 23 months at the time, he was uh, he broke spiral, fractured his femur, mm. which was his fifth break. And he was only 23 months old. And so the hospital actually uh, called DSS and the Department of Social Services, and he was taken away from us for abuse. Wow. And what was unbelievable about that day was it was the first day in my life that I had an unbelievable fear that I couldn't and wasn't living from a place of really seeing and understanding and having just so much deep faith in whatever was unfolding mm -hmm. and whatever had come my way from zero to 33 years, I had been able to have uh, a very really powerful observer view. Mm -hmm. And then in that moment, it was just shattered when I recognized, you know, there was basically uh, a place, a cap to that. And it was the worst and best experience because what I hadn't understood until that point was, was anybody else's fear in many ways. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't understand why people needed to control outcomes. Right. And suddenly when my son was taken and I could imagine this horrific, he was going to go to the worst foster home and no money would have been able to help us and we wouldn't have been able to get him back. And, you know, your brain starts yes, to spin into the worst, you know, the now, worst, the worst scenarios. The worst. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. absolutely. And and the shaking terror that was in my body um, and, and that day really allowed me to see my own innate faith and my own understanding and how I saw the, my world and my reality in the universe. And it gave me such a beautiful, compassionate look at when you aren't born vibrating like this and you are kind of trying to dig through something else, um, then uh, it's, it's a very different experience. Obviously, there was a condition with your son which yes which right. brings me back to so uh so beautifully uh we called his pediatrician who I had been working with for 23 months because he was failure to thrive and he all of those things and she put her license on the line to the hospital we were down in Florida uh we lived in up in Boston so she called down to the the hospital in Florida and said this is not an abuse case. So we ended up getting him back in about 30. I can't remember. I can't remember the hours. It was either 24 or 36 right. hours. He went through the surgery alone. He came out of the surgery alone. It was heartbreaking. And I think of the somatic memory in his, yes. um, in his body. Uh, anyway, uh, we ended up uh, being flown back to Boston. He was in a full body cast. And then we met with orthopedic surgeons there. And they, over the next few weeks, diagnosed him with something called osteogenesis imperfecta or brittle bone disease. Mm -hmm. And at the same time that he was tested, I was tested. Uh, and it turned out that I had it. And brittle bone is um, it leaves you with, I think I, I have approximately 67% uh, less collagen wow. than the average female. I'm 55. Um, you can kind of see it like little spots, like the, like a little bit in my, under my eyes and things like that. I have 
my hair gets thinned out every month because I'm full of collagen in my hair, but my skin um, and my bones are extremely, extremely thin, very, very thin. You can see, you know, little tiny bones um, and they're hollow. Uh, so wow. it then makes all the sense in the world yes. that I am an echo chamber mm -hmm. and that what is happening to me is actually happening to everyone. You are having vibrations come into your body, mm -hmm. but due to your density or my lightness, because I don't like calling people dense, but <laughs> due to your density um, or my lightness, uh, there isn't a loud enough echo um, almost like the the echo of collagen being kind of guitar strings and then the echo chamber of of me allows that vibration to be heard and felt to a degree that I can hear it and feel it and express it. Have you broken bones yourself? Yes. Yeah. I uh, we just thought I was klutzy when I was a child. Right. I didn't have that many before 23 months. Right. Uh, you know, I, I think maybe four bones in my entire life, which I did not think was that much no. considering I was sort of klutzy. And uh, the doctor said that's actually um, four times the women um, usually have about one break. That's the average or point or a half a break is the average or something. Um, so it's hot. And, and your son now, has he followed your footsteps um, or did you go down a different path in order to strengthen yeah. his bones? Right, right. So he is, he, he did not follow my footsteps. He is such a powerful soul, unbelievable. And he uses that permeability in a very, very different way. He's incredibly intuitive. Um, he is uh, applying to law school right now, and he's got that very intuitive mind. Um, and I, it will be very interesting to see. But he skis, um, and he, you know, he just has said this is not going to stop me, and it right. shouldn't be. I didn't no. even know I had it as a Thank child. You. And, and of course, you know, common sense, I, I'd say there's two fears. There's the common sense fear. Don't go and put yourself in danger, right? right? right. You know, mm -hmm. listen to those little hairs on the back of your neck. They're there for a reason. Right. And then there's, you know, the, you know, the fear of the unknown and the scary. Why don't you make it into an excitement instead? You know, right. so common exactly. sense excitement, right? So you, you know what is not to do, but at right. the same time, it's be exploratory of what you can do. Yes. Well, and we probably shouldn't be skiing, but both of us <laughs> are like, let's do this. So add yourselves up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, I had been skiing since I was three. So what what made the difference if I've been skiing since I was three yeah. and I hadn't broken anything, knowing I have brittle bone, why would then I break bones? You know, right. Yeah. I mean, my son at 13 broke his thema. And mm -hmm. I had him on nutritionals at the time, like Nononi juice and the liquid calcium and all of that. And he's 13, he's in a growth spurt. And when they, uh, his bones snapped, which normally would shatter with a femur, right? right? They don't, right, it was, yeah, yes. it was a clean snap. And when wow. they were drilling to put the rod in and drilling a hole in there, the drill bit broke off in his bone and it's still there to this day. And because his, his bone structure was so strong from all the nutritionals that I was giving him wow. at the time, right? Does he um, go off in the airport? Does it? You know, I, no, no, it doesn't okay. actually. No, and I've got um, metal in my ankle when I broke my ankle in three parts, and uh, it doesn't go off. My, you know, the the wire under the bra will go off before the ankle will, right? <laughs> and my poor little uh, grandson, when he was born during the C-section, pushing him out, they broke his femur. But um, mm. he's, he's a little one with Down syndrome and he has other issues, all right, yeah. but um, digestion being one. But you would not even think ever he had that because his favorite thing is to jump. You just lift him up and those wow. legs are jumping away like crazy. Wow. Right? Wow. But wow. it's, um, I think, what, you know, when you look, we don't come with a manual. Right. The baby is born and your child is going to have this, it's going to have this, it's going to need this, it's going to need that. And it's like, and if you're unaware, of right. what could be, what are you then looking out for? Right. 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 So yes. trust in your gut and trust in your intuition. Something's mm -hmm. wrong. And if a, a doctor won't listen to you, then you go and find other forms of, of medical people or intuitive medical people I, I to tune into the body on a different level 
to find right. out what it is because sometimes we can't put an identification to it right and and i do i do strongly believe that you know we could kind of get into the quantum piece of this that mm-hmm. that you know space and time is a construct that we have created and that there is uh you know this whole domain of possibility and from that you can have souls that have sort of popped in mm-hmm. um with a lighter being, a lighter body, and to be more intuitive, to move into that integrated human spiritual experience. And uh, I think we are all moving toward becoming more and more highly intuitive. Just hey, Lily. Yes. Well, yes. I, you know, I call it, you know, the, the third and fourth dimension. Like you've got the third dimensioners that are still at war, still the opulent, still the power hungry, yes. still the angst, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've had the people that have been on the bridge of the fourth dimension crossing over, re- waking up, and then mm-hmm. on the fifth dimension of stepping in to yeah. their, their beautiful, <clears throat> beautiful gift. And then obviously those on the, on the higher level. But I feel that the bridge is kind of breaking away from the third dimensioners. And if they don't get on, they literally will be left behind. Right, right. Yes. Like it'll be another split in evolution. So you'll have like sort of, yeah, that. that, The the universe is kind of, I've given you humans long enough to get your act together. Uh, You haven't stepped up into your beautiful uh, intuitive connection. Um, Right. uh, Right. And you've suppressed it and you've chosen the other path. We're having to step in and they've been slowly turning the volume up on us bit yeah. by bit by bit and now I feel this year will be quite a surge of it and those that oh. are already plugged in are just mm-hmm. gonna feel it and yeah. it's gonna be good right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. and for others it might be a bit of a shock but it's uh, right. in order for the salvation for not only human life but all life and this planet's life we have to rise up absolutely absolutely but I mean feeling feeling the pain or understanding the anguish or, you know, looking inside and seeing what's wrong. I mean, it kind of reminds me, what was that movie, a Twilight Zone movie yes, where, yeah. where the guy could see inside the body and then eventually he could, he just saw a skeleton because eventually he was driving him oh, mad because he couldn't see anything else. So, um, I think it was the Twilight Zone and probably going back 50s or 60s. Right, right? Right. So, but it's it's one that stayed with me. Because mm-hmm. I was thought, what a gift it would be to be able to see inside someone. And I do, in, in a certain extent, not medically. For me, it's I see the possibilities of what the soul is meant to do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, the identification of your path that is that you're meant to be on. But mm-hmm. I always thought, what a wonderful gift it would be to actually be able to see what's wrong in somebody and be able to pinpoint it. But yes. is there a negative side to that? Oh, certainly. Yes, 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 yes. Well, you'll understand this in the in the language of astrology, although um, so I have uh, six planets in cancer in the 12th house. Mm-hmm. So there is, is are you familiar with that? I, I, I'm not quite with the houses. I, um, okay. The identification of the characters of it are more in personality traits than the okay. other. So. Right. so, uh, so the 12th house is all about the unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what ends up happening is it can be the unconscious or it can be the victim or the saboteur or, mm-hmm. uh, any of those. And then cancer is a, a very caring, loving, very sensitive, highly intuitive. Uh, so when you have that, what often happens is that the person with those energies, mm-hmm. uh, tends to be, uh, unseen in the mm-hmm. sense of mm-hmm. that there is a way in which, I am so able to intuit yes, and I'm yes. so permeable that I lose myself. Ah. And so <laughs> loss of self yes. is an absolute, you know, it's so interesting because I think I think probably everybody thinks that their their loss is the worst. Like, well, think yes. about not ever having money money or, you know, not having your health or and I I think, oh my gosh, you know, I you as always imagine, well, if if I if I had lost my health, at least I'd have a self to find my health. Or if I lost my money, at least I'd have a self. But losing yourself is just an amazing experience with the basis of having faith. Um, So I, that is the big piece is that 
in those moments where I have the the downside or the negative side is losing self, not really feeling what is going on for me, but feeling what's going on for other is, uh, you know, we, we kind of think about universal love Mm -hmm. as oneness and then personal love and personal love to me is the ability to express oneself. We love those. I mean, we truly love those who allow us to express ourselves. And I think love, personal love is being you in the world. Um, And so I, I, I think that my experience has been a, a deep and constant, except for that one day in the emergency room, yeah. universal love. Um, I feel very connected to people. I feel very, but that personal love of having, being able to express myself uh, has been much, much harder. I feel like everybody else is kind of trying to learn universal love and I'm just trying to learn how to express myself and not take on the energies of others. I call it the, you know, the, the humanoid, (laughs) spiritual, you know, for so long, like my spiritual self was there for eons. I've been, you know, came to this planet to do this work, ignite heart and souls, right? So I was born this way, you know, see spirits and I had the the knowingness of what people needed to know when they needed to know it, even if I didn't understand what the hell it was I was telling them, Right. right? And it's that spirit is, is what I grew up with, but I just couldn't identify as the human self. Because this expectation of what you want me to be as a human is so contrary to what I am as a being. And so this human spent 50 something years bending over backwards to please everybody else. Right. right? And be what everybody else wants. Right. And you don't you don't understand power disempowerment when you come in. It is a total disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. I did not understand power disempowerment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so naive to that energy. So it was just like, oh, win-win. That, yeah. that was how I lived my life. And then someone would, you know, sort of come in and go, oh, no, I win. You know, mine, <laughs> mine. And I'd be like, wait, no, win-win. <laughs> it, it is a journey. And, and it's, you know, kind of the severing of oneself. You know, the, there is um, a book that was made into a, a movie and a TV series. The TV series was much better, The Dark Materials, Philip Pullman's uh, The uh, Golden Compass or Northern Lights. It depends which country you're reading. It's, it's a youth book. Highly mm-hmm. recommend reading it because the whole thing is that you grow up with what they call a demon. And it's an animal that will change until you reach puberty. And then it becomes the animal of your inner conscious, your inner spirit. I it, heard about this. Oh, I highly recommend Dark Materials. I can't remember what it's on, but definitely look it up. The series is wonderful. The books are fabulous. And and when I read it, it was like envy. Why can't my soul be here for me to talk to and talk back to me? <laughs> right, right, you know. Right. And But the understanding of that connection. And of course, the book is about the severing of it. Uh, to uh, to create a different energy and but it's just so well done but it was such a connection with that because I've always battled with the spirit doesn't identify with the human I was and the Mm. human I was was definitely trying to you know listen to the spirit and become that and there was an argument going on Uh, Uh, right right. so it eventually eventually and I think you know because I followed this path which will be 12 years in April and through this path I've merged as one and right. now I'm, I am, I'm just simply, I am. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. No and, more battle or fight. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, my path feel, feels a little different in the sense that I sort of, I came in and I, I identified mm. as um, just very much oneness in the sense that I was human. I've always loved being human. I've always loved having, you know, this little body that I have. Uh, but I couldn't understand the mindset. So it was yes. like a, 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 a spiritual mindset was coming through this mm-hmm. physical body. And I really could not understand the mindsets of, you know, power or disempowerment yes. and things yes. like that. It just, yeah. It's like, it kind of gives you hives, you know, and it's like, it feels like everything that is wrong, you know, that, that is, and it's like, you know, how can we hurt others to do so is to hurt ourselves. Right. And, 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 oh, I love that you just said that because I was just going to say, um, you know, when one of the things that I work on in my clinical practice, uh, so I've got Metagration, which is a tool uh, that I use, and then I have a clinical practice 
Uh, and that clinical practice, a lot of times people are coming in and they're looking at sort of um, feeling a sense of victimization somewhere, mm -hmm. victimized by their health, victimized by their spouse, victimized by their boss. And that uh, when I was getting my PhD, I was looking at consciousness and seeing that that is essentially if we could identify and see that what is actually happening, we are creating our own reality. Yes. And so what ends up happening is as children, we get spots repressed and suppressed. And then those spots actually come out and create and recruit other people to come in and reflect that for us. Yes. Um, and so it's really interesting because I didn't, I didn't come in with a victim mentality. Things would happen to me where I was victimized, but I would look and say, how did I create that? I just had this, you know, oh, how did I create that? Where am I criticizing myself? Where am I abusing myself? Where am I betraying myself? Those kinds of things were the questions I was having versus, can you believe it? He, you know, he abused me, he criticized me, he yeah. betrayed me. Yeah. And you're very fortunate to have had that so young. Because right. for so many people, it is the uh, other way. Um, and for for me, it was very much about, um, I give so much of myself. Why is this happening? Right. Yes. Right? And then feeling isolated and alone because not feeling seen or heard. Yes. But I had to kind of wait for the universe to shift gear. Mm -hmm. right? I and, think a lot of people go through yes. that. Yes. Yeah. In 1994, it shifted gear. And 2012, it shifted gear again. And each time I could go up a notch, just step more into my beingness. Yeah. And my beingness was busy in my work. My beingness was fully active. It was right. in my kind of general life. Right. The, right, right. the other side of me was flapping in the wind, you know, because yeah. <laughs> I didn't really want to be there. I wanted to be right. over there. But, you know, right. you're given a body. You've got to step into mm -hmm. this human self. But the, the mind does play tricks. And that is a great deal of the exterior condition. And so many people get sick um, because the mind is demanding that they live by this expectation, they've got to be this, they've got to be popular, got to be rich, got to be da-da-da in order to be liked and to be worthy. And then that self-doubt, even self-loathing starts breaking down their entire system in their body. And they, you know, suddenly do end up with cancer or they do end up with something else. And it's like, how did I get here? Well, we're 90% water, right? You change those waters. Those waters aren't feeding your organs anymore. The right. frequency in your body is not running at an optimal um, vibration. And so everything is breaking down. And yeah. we have to change the way we look in order and how we feed again. So a lot of that is what you do, right? It is. It is. And it's interesting because I look at it as the body is a whiteboard and it is reflecting that again. So, you know, the SMR, the self-manifested reality is we recruit people, events and circumstances to reflect for us that which we're doing to ourselves unconsciously. Our body is included in that, that as we look at, you know, you've got a pain in your hip or you've got something going on in your gut, you can look at the symbolism of that and recognize that that is what you are doing to yourself, whether it is, you know, you look at the gut and you have leaky gut, where do I not have boundaries? Where do I not have boundaries within myself? Yes. And obviously, where do I not? Because we can sit and say, oh, she's breaking my boundaries, but mm. she won't be breaking your boundaries unless you are breaking your own boundaries. Yeah. So. It's a very I mean, it's, it's the finger pointing in it. It must be them. But there's three fingers right. pointing back at you. Okay, yes. your accountability, your responsibility. What are you doing about it? You know, it is, it is the most empowering. I, th that is what happened for me. Is that this was the most empowering experience to actually take full responsibility for everything uh, about what was going on in my life because I was creating that reality. And if I want to change that reality, I need to change what's going on in my unconscious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that unconscious is busy working. And if we're not paying attention to it, right, right. it, you know, it yes. can take charge. It can start yeah. you know, steering the ship and, you know, you could be a shipwreck before you know what. Right. But, exactly. Yeah. So the, you know, when we look at Western medicine, it it's always addresses uh, the part of you, 
that it never looks at you as a whole organism and never looks at the core of you. And I, you know, I feel that if we can get to the very root cause of the problem, which is the very mm -hmm. core of you, what is not plugged in? What are you right. disconnected from? Yes. You know, what outside influence are you listening to that is not supporting right. you? That Then we start actually kind of empowering not only the mind, but the body to start taking charge again. Yes, yes. You know, it's interesting. I have this uh, metaphor that I work with with clients where I say, you know, it, think of yourself as a, a corporation mm. and you come in to create this product. So I came in and I am the product. It's actually harder for me to talk about it. Let's say a client comes in and she's there to make the product Debbie. And she comes in with a CE soul, like her soul is really aligned to her mission when she's born and everything's set. But then what happens is typically what happens is you've got sort of two or three consumers, your mother, your father, and maybe an older sibling. And then you, by the time you're five, maybe that kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Um, and so a review gets sent back, you know, and that review is this place where, well, you know what, we really don't need as much assertiveness and we don't need as much stubbornness. We'd actually like more people pleasing. We would like more task mastering and we would love some perfectionism. And it's like the iPhone, you know, each time you get reviewed, you know, what, what do you want in the next iteration? And so at some point down the road, the CE soul gets, kicked out yeah. and what I call the CE go. So it's the yes. CEO, but the CE go mm -hmm. and the CE go comes in and begins to allocate more and more of your budgetary resources mm -hmm. from the mission based part of who you are to what is going to sell your product out in the world. Mm -hmm. And that product then becomes a people pleaser or a taskmaster or a rule follower or whatever it may be that the public and then, of course, what ends up happening is you end up recruiting, bringing in because you are this product. So who lines up but people who want that product? And then you're in this bind because you've got these relationships, you know, your consumers, whether it's your husband or your friends or anybody, these consumers want what you have been producing mm -hmm. and inside yes. you get this place of like, but this is not me. This That's is not exactly. me. And so... That moment is so powerful and that can show up as a health issue or it can show up just as a psychological, mental, emotional. I am so unhappy and yeah. I'm so far from my mission. Um, yeah. And so it's coming back and reallocating yes. your energetic resources back to those departments. Uh, perfectly, perfect analogy. I call it the nudge, nudge, wink, wink, cosmic two by four. Yes, yes, yes. The nudge, nudge, wink, oh. wink, you know, you're not, you're off track, you're off track, you're off track, and you ignore it, you ignore it because the demands are there and you follow that demand. And then suddenly a cosmic four comes along, lose the business, lose the relationship, lose, uh, lose, lose, lose. Uh, mm -hmm. And from that, what it is, is a beautiful reset for a redirect. Yes. Right. And and in that, it's uh, and like, I don't know how many people I've interviewed over the years. They say it was the greatest gift. I was right. CEO, I was at the top of my game, I was this and I was miserable as hell. And then yeah. I lost it all, I became sick or I, this and that happened to me. And then I had time to review. Yes. I had time to redirect, redirect mm -hmm. and renew myself in the path I wanted to take because I gave myself time to listen to yeah. my inner voice, mm -hmm. right? Which if you're so busy following, you know, the CEO got ego, you know, it's, it, it, you're popular, People want what you've got, but it's like, right, not what right. I want to give, right? right. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's a, it's a really great product, but it is so not what you are. Exactly. And, you know, some people don't understand you've walked away from, you know, this and that, the glory, the bar, 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 and now you're just doing that. You yeah. know, aren't you a failure? No, I am truly enriched and abundant now. Yes, right? yes, yes. Measured by my core soul being. Yes. Yeah. But it does, I mean, it does take the cosmic two by four, you know, it does take that redirect. Um, mm -hmm. And it does take kind of a grieving, got to go through the grieving process of what you've lost. Mm -hmm. And then be that blank slate in order to hear, see and feel, and uh, you know, you know, I call it stepping out into the abyss, blind, mm -hmm. deaf and dumb in order to hear, see and feel. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in that you now really have it ignited. 
your yes. heart and soul's mission again. And it's like, ah, oh, how did I get so off track? Right. Like, this well, is what I really want to do. But you're taking all the skills that you ha- did from the other. Right. right. You're just applying those skills to this now. And hallelujah, yeah. you're on the right path. Yes. Yeah. It is. You know, it's it's interesting because the um, that grieving that you're talking about uh, is is really just a reflection of the loss of self that you've already experienced. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and grief, grief in my, my understanding of it is grief is love with no place to go mm-hmm. is um, that's not my saying that was Stephen Wilson Jr. who wrote an amazing song, which is grief is just love with no place to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you think about when we are in this place of being so sad and so lost uh, what we're really feeling is the grief of not being able to express ourselves. And what we yes. are here to do is express, we are here. You know, I, I hear people saying like, you know, be love. Um, but what it really means is when you are you expressing you, you are love. It's not to be loving. No. It is to literally vibrationally express yourself and that is the mm-hmm. that is personal deep love yes pulsating um, out exactly yes. and when you are that then you feel like you are love and there is no loss of self but no. it is you can really measure that experience of of that unhappiness being from a place where it is a lack of expression of self yes. and then it is a loss of self and that is what you're grieving. Right. And then that redirect to refind yourself and, and it could be a slow journey or fast journey, it all depends on how yes. you wish to walk it and, and the help that you get in order to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, I look at the soul as my compass. It will always lead me right, right? Yes. My heart is my generator. There's mm-hmm. always more love to give and the more love mm-hmm. that you give, the more it generates right? And it steps you into your meaningful purpose, what you are here to do, because your spirit gets into action. And then your mind knows what it needs to do when it needs to do it, and how it needs to do it. (laughs) But if we come from the mind first, the knowledge or the so-called intellect first, Mm -hmm. then what we're doing is we're not listening to the wisdom, the wisdom of that compass, that wisdom of that generator, the wisdom of the spirit action. Because all that knowledge that's in our database, it's just knowledge until we know how to use it. And, you know, all your experience that you've had up until then, whether it's for the wrong direction or not, is all in that database. And you can extract this and extract that through that wisdom and use it in the way you're meant to use it. Yes. And that, that all that you were talking about, that wisdom and extracting that knowledge and to me, that is intuition. Yes. You know, that is plugging in yes. to that um, that solid, solid truth. Uh, and and, and it's an inside out thing. The, and it's not the head intuition. No. It's the, you know, when somebody asks me to do something, if my core self says, no, I don't argue. Right. Right. My core self knows. No, it's not for me. If the core no. isn't engaged and it's like, okay, I can inquire a little further. And no. the core will step in. If it's not right, because I'm coming from that heart and soul signature yes. and to trust it. And it's okay to say no, no, thank you. Not for me. Right. Right. Where we're conditioned, you know, by the ego that I've got to say yes to everything. Because that's your product. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's really interesting, but it's really interesting. People don't associate that, you know, the mind turmoil, the disconnect of our beingness, you know, being off track to the breaking down of our body. You know, mm. this show is called Your Health is Your Choice and your health isn't just your physicality. No. It is your your mental aspect, your spiritual aspect, your very beingness. And if every any one of those things has been disconnected or shattered or just is, is not having a voice, it's going to reflect mentally, emotionally, Look at how much depression we have in the world right now. What does that say? Right, right. Well, and I do think that physicality is is truly a reflection of mm, that yeah. mental, you know, mental and emo- emotional. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's lovely to go in, you know, kind of like with the knife and cut things out or give a pill or this and that. But that's a Band-Aid effect. 
And yes, you know, Western medicine most certainly has its place in, in where it's needed, uh, setting bones and everything else, right? But, but it, again, it's that if something does physically happen to you and you need the medical, so be it, but make sure that you have the intuitive that can show you how to ignite your heart and soul again, ignite yes. your core, set you back on track because you are your own healer. Right. Right. You're, you're a healer that helps them discover the healing within themselves. Yeah. And, and we are all, each one of us are responsible for our own personal evolution as part of a larger human collective evolution. Yes. So this isn't anything to be ashamed of that no. you don't have it right, because no. this is exactly what you have. You are there to unearth in this life. Uh, we are here at the time we are. I don't think anyone is making mistakes. I think we are just truly living through what comes to be and how does something unfold and become conscious. We're in self-discovery of our own wisdom. 100%. Absolutely. And and we can say, you know, hurt people, hurt people yes. and, and all of those things. But I don't necessarily um, feel that there in all of my experiences of being hurt and again i've got i've got a solid observer that is with me at all times yes. that is able to say this is me experiencing this yes. and i've recruited this into my life and i recruited it so that i could extract the part of me that was lost to me yeah. Right. Um, so to me, it's not like, yeah, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say, like, bring it on, bring on. Yeah, exactly. Some things I don't need to experience. <laughs> but I definitely do look at all of the experiences. I just had an experience last week, um, which was so incredibly challenging. And right when it started, right when I could feel my toe tripping on that challenge, Instead of, you know, digging in and saying, oh, my gosh, this is happening. I was like, this is going to be phenomenal because whatever this challenge is, I am going to actually be even more of myself on the other side of it. Whatever shadow yes. I am not seeing in this, I will two days later. And it, it moves pretty quickly for me because I'm right there, not resisting what it is. And then, oh yeah, this is great. What it's do a I, reminder what do I sometimes, isn't it? I had an experience today of, uh, of somebody not happy with me. And it's like, my instinct initially was, mm, is this for me? But yeah. you know, okay, I'll honor the person's story because I don't really know what it is until we do it. Right. right. And then obviously it wasn't honored in the light that you wanted it let in. And it's like, am I going to take her discontent on? You know, yeah. I apologize. I adjust whatever I can adjust, but I can't take it on, right? Because you're yeah. not going to please everyone and that is okay. And the reminder to go back to my instinct, was it right for me anyway? Well, and exactly. And and I think the big piece is this work is, it's only if it triggered you. Yes. If it triggered you, that our triggers are our psyche's flag saying there is something lost in your unconscious that yeah. this experience is allowing, helping, guiding you mm -hmm. to see. So if you sat there and watched it and, and was were irritated or felt awful or wanted to, you know, apologize a thousand times, then there'd be some place where her criticism of you, yeah. you'd want to look at where am I criticizing myself? Right. But if you looked at that and went, oh, sounds like that's uh, a her thing, then that's not your trigger and you don't have yeah. anything to rest out of your unconscious. No, what well, you, you can do is, is, you know, you, I think that, that goes back to the people pleasing. I used well, to take yeah. it, used to take it yes. on, right? And, and, and feel guilty that I didn't please them in the way that they wanted me to please them. But was that my job? Right. right? And, and the big <clears> thing is, is that, We've got a whole like whole thing of psychology of don't don't be judgmental. Yeah. You know, don't judge, don't be be kind, be kind. Mm -hmm. If you layer yourself mm -hmm. with that false response to what is happening, where you just go, Oh, I shouldn't even think this about, 
you miss actually the exact opportunity of, and I'm not saying you need to be triggered and scream. Right. You can be internally triggered, but do not ignore how you feel because yeah. that trigger is showing you what you need to bring out into your unconscious. Exactly. You know, out of your unconscious. I mean, most people kind of either run to or run away. Right? right. And it's, you know, I say that every emotion that comes to us is coming to us for a reason. Yes. Right. And it's like, what has caused that emotion? Have mm -hmm. a look at it, address it. What do you need to do with it? Spend it, then release it. Don't become emotional about the emotion. Mm -hmm. Right. So like disappointed, they were unhappy. Uh, I can't go back in time. Right. Okay. Uh, offer whatever I can offer. If that is not accepted, so be it. Right. right. And it, that's the thing. The, the past me would be really feeling guilty. Uh, right. And now it is like, sorry, you had an instinct about this and you didn't pay attention to it. Now yeah. look at the results. All right. Yeah. Part of this is on you because you didn't yeah. trust that instinct or you, mm -hmm. you, um, you weren't paying attention. And mm -hmm. make sure you pay attention. And mm -hmm. the bottom line is always be true to who you really are. Yeah. Right. Because if you're not, then you're you're slipping back into uh, that people pleasing thing where you lose yourself. Yes. And who wants to get lost? Being there, done that. Right. Took a long time right. to find me. I ain't going back there, right? Right, so, right. And everything comes to us for a reason, mm -hmm. right? And you know, in the, in the next email, I had somebody else, and like I, I liked doing it. I want to come back. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's um, it's all vibrational. It's all energy. We are sharing energy out with everybody we're interacting with. And if you get some static coming back now and again, is it something you're putting out or is it something they're reflecting of their own disruptive energy on you? Do you accept it? You just wish them well with beautiful white light and keep your energy moving forward. Well, I think I would a little bit disagree because I think that's a little that can be not for you, but that can be very spiritual masked. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is. If energy comes into you, yeah. you've got to be honest with whether it yes. triggers you. Yes. If it triggers you, that is your healing opportunity. Mm -hmm. Not to just go, oh, I'm going to follow this emotion. And that's, that's, that's wonderful. That's a one wonderful process. But follow that emotion and see why you're triggered. Yes. Because whatever is happening to you out in the world, is what you are doing to yourself. Yes. So if you are triggered by her disappointment or his disappointment, whoever this was. If that disappointment triggers you, that means that there is some place where there is a character inside you yeah. that is disappointed in you and it triggers mm -hmm. this softer, sweeter side of you. Mm -hmm. And that means that there's an argument inside that needs to be healed. Yes. And then actually I kind of know where it came from because, you know, I'm putting out this anthology book. It comes out on the 20th of February and uh, bless the, the publisher. They're donating their, their time yes. to put it all together, but everything else has been me and have things been perfect and smooth. No, because there I'm also doing this, I'm doing that. And then yes, at the back of the mind, you know, will it be, you know, is it too amateur? Is it this? Is it that? And so, yes, I know that dialogue is at the back of my head and clearly it's come through exactly. on a different That's level. Right. So, it's you know, sending yeah. out a vibration yeah. and it's saying, oh, but, but what happens is, you know, that's fabulous. It's sending out a loud enough vibration that now someone out in this beautiful connected world is willing to come in and reflect that for you yeah. in a healing moment. Yes. And then you get to say, wow, I'm clearly, if you were triggered, I am clearly disappointed in something in myself. Where can I actually, and then usually what you can do is find what you would have wanted that person. You can kind of find like how to have that conversation with the two parts of yourself in there. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, this is something that I always still do have a conversation. There's that little voice at the back of my head, you know, and I go by the, the Don Ruse for agreements, oh, you know, okay. you, 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 you know, speak five, your word yeah. with integrity. Yeah. Oh, the five. Okay. You have to tell the me the fifth, fifth one. Yeah. So the, the, you know, speak your word with integrity. Mm -hmm. Don't take things personally. Yes. Right? It's somebody else's reflection. Don't take it personally, but you know, you could look at maybe why they yeah. have done that. I, I do think that would yeah. be the, I'd be the sixth yeah. agreement is actually, 
find where you've got to heal yourself. Exactly. So that's a good thing. Don't, don't take it personally, but at the same time, why are they addressing you in that way? What vibration are you on that you shouldn't be on? Mm-hmm. Um, don't assume, ask, because we don't understand unless we are willing to ask, right? Yes. And then do your very best based on what you know is your best. And that's yes. where I'm at right now. Yeah. I'm trying to do my best. My best may not be the big bells and whistles because I'm solo on this. Yeah. Right. So I'm wearing all the hats and guaranteed some of those hats are going to fall off. But mm-hmm. it's been put out with love and yes. it's been put out with good content. And all I have to do is put it out there and it will be received the way it's meant to be received. But it's been put out with love. But, but what's the, the fifth and sixth one? <laughs> Well, the fifth or sixth one, I can't remember what the fifth agreement is, but I would add that six, which you sort of added as the like a, an addendum to the second is I think there are so many places. And this is, you know, what I worry about is we've got these beautiful, kind, loving people who in the way to not um, create conflict they end up saying things like, don't take it personally, just send compassion to that person. And what is, first of all, that can create disease in your body because you're not being honest with, you know, you're somatically holding what is really happening for you, which is like, oh my gosh, I am so heartbroken that this person was disappointed in me. Ah, wow. Okay. So now I've got a conversation between these two parts of myself, the part that is really putting everything out in the world yes. with love and the part that is so hard on me. Yes. <laughs> and, how, and then it goes back to yeah. where, how do I figure out how to heal that? Because until I heal that, I am going to recruit that in. Yes. And yes. so I do, um, I, I do, uh, I love the four agreements. I love the fifth agreements, uh, but I do think that there has to be more emotional honesty. Yes. With Even if it's silent within yourself. I live, I mean, I do SMRs, which is the self-manifested reality. You can look and you can see me and I'm experiencing and I'm sitting in love. And if something is triggering me, I am running that SMR. What is it that I do to myself that this person is reflecting? Right. And um, and obviously through this conversation, it has come up. Well, you know, and and again, that goes back to the old me of fear of rejection fear of judgment so yeah. you know there's um the wonderful darcy language talks about the 90 percent, the 90 percent positivity we live in is but there's always that 10 percent mm-hmm. that's trying to uh, consume the other percentage right yes. and it and it's there and we can't ignore it we need to turn around and address it well what what do you want no no yeah. sorry no oh okay i'll deal with that right well, so- and and i think that's so true because if that 10 percent is hiding back there Part of our unconscious knows it mm-hmm. and will do take the other 90% to do a lot of this yes. so that others so doesn't show no, up. No, you can't come through. <laughs> exactly. So instead, mm-hmm. take life and say, show me that 10%. Yes. And then I get to bring this out and I get to heal deep right. within myself. So I am just expressing myself. Exactly. I mean, we're all going to have, you know, we get one 10% and we kind of heal it and then there's another. I mean, the older you get, the more more scars or memories that are going to get triggered mm-hmm. along the line. And mm-hmm. it's realizing, okay, that you're not there anymore. Right. You've moved from there. Why have you shown your face? Right. What, you know, what is it that you, uh, you're trying to tell me? Right. What is and, it and I need to address? And I do think that a lot of it is um, we are evolving as humans out of that victim mentality. Yes. Um, I think that, for instance, if we took all kinds of, we were talking earlier about like power disempowerment. Um, And if you live in that experience of where you can, yes, if you could live and say, I understand that I may be victimized in my life, but I'm not a victim. And that is pulling that victim archetype out and never seeing yourself as a victim. Yes, you could be victimized. And then what is that showing you? Right. That is such an enormous point because we're all going to be victimized at some point in our life. It's just the human nature. But it is understanding that you have empowered yourself yes. not to be continue to be the victim. The victim. You, right. So that I've released the, the victimization of myself. 
right? Yes. I'm not going to stay in that. I'm instead going to look at the courage and the strength and the abilities that I developed through that yes. to become who I am now. Right. And it's, I, I love that your health is your choice because yes. that is, I mean, your mental health is your choice. Your yes. physical health is your choice. Your emotional health is your choice. Um, those are all things that we are really coming. That is the journey. That is where humanity is going, is finding that we are so much more powerful and that these are our choices. I should, you know, I have brittle bone. I should be in a wheelchair with, you know, not I hike six miles a day. I fill my body with spirit. And you know what? I walk around and I'm a pretty solid character. You didn't give in. Right. And you didn't give up. Right. right. You live your life in your terms with the common sense fear saying, well, just don't go do that. Right. Oh, except I ski. <laughs> <laughs> Soft snow, not hard exactly, snow. Right? Exactly. Go out west. Right? Go out west. <laughs> and that, I think that is, you know, one of the big things is that, that I certainly found in my practice way back is the fear. And I would say, but what are you afraid of? I don't know, just fear. And right. they don't know. They were so crippled by fear that they couldn't get through the fear veil to yeah. even start unraveling and look at it. And I think what, what is, a, as I said, they're turning the volume up and we can feel our spirit coming forth. We can feel our intuitiveness speaking to us and we need to pay attention. I think this is the awareness time, awareness yeah. of what's within you, awareness of the gift that you are, awareness right. of the skills that you have. Trust yeah. the universe. Trust right. God, Gus, universe, spirit, energy. I don't care what you call it. It's all that same beautiful divine energy that's coming in you. Trust it. Learn to listen to it. Form, find your own form of meditation that's yeah. going to have you go in and be still, be silent in order to hear. Because now you're going to be part of your own healing, your own self-discovery, allowing your own wisdom to come through. And then you've got to actually realize why you were here. Right. And, and I think... It's interesting because, you know, I, I look at everything, those cause and effects. And I think people with the fear often, it's, it's like having your, um, your fly unzipped yes. and the wonderful experiences is when it starts to feel a little cold down there, that is this flag to look down and see that your flies unzipped yes. and then you zip your fly. Mm. And it's similar in the sense of when you have fear, don't try to get out of the external, what is causing the fear, the fear is the fly unzip, the cool spot of, wow, I've got to get back to my intuition. Yes. I've got to get back to this solid place. When I'm back there, fear does not exist. Right. You trust that inner voice. We're so busy with the outside voice. We're not listening to the inside. And I don't care how rich or how popular, or how anything else you are. If yeah. you are not living from the inside out, you are poor. Because right. the outside life will always leave you depleted one way or the other. Yes. And the true enrichment and abundance of who you really are lies from coming from within. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, absolutely. Now, you've got your whole program, your whole system there. So somebody comes to you, what are the steps? What do they do? How do you help them? Well, you can sort of come into uh, my work a, a couple of different ways. There is uh, Laura Gray. Um, that is my clinical practice, and that is G-R-A-Y-E, Gray, lauragray.com. Uh, that actually on that site has all about, uh, walks you through the SMR, the process that I was just walking you through. So that's a really interesting, um, great way to just take a trigger and figure out what that's showing about you. That's my clinical practice, and that's one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, and then I have Medigration, and that is M-E-D-I-G-R-A-Y-T-I-O-N, Medigration, like meditation, but my last name in it. Thanks, and Mark. that is, yeah, thank you. It is a boutique online um, meditation site that specifically uses consciousness to heal our physiology. Yeah. So it is using your mind to move in. I've got anxiety series, diabetes series. Um, I've got digestive series, uh, misophonia, because a lot of people who are sensitive have misophonia, which is that irritated to sounds and, mm -hmm. and noises, um, a vision series, a virus series, I mean, you name it, we have it. Endocrine system. system Endocrine system. You know, you don't realize if that's broken down, so is the rest of the whole body, right? So that's imperative. Yep. The nervous, I have a nervous system series, an endocrine system series, a thyroid series. 
Um, and then you go in and in each series, it plays almost like your uh, iTunes where you go in and it's an album. And then under the anxiety series, there are 14 medigrations and they are meditations specifically to heal anxiety through using your consciousness, using your mind. So somebody has listened to this today and they realize, I mean, because we can't help people until they're willing to help themselves. Right. Right. You know, they have the horse to water. You can leave them by the water. Right. Eventually they'll know they need to drink. Right? right. So the invitation is there. So what does that step? Should they listen to some of these um, uh, videos first and kind of go through the process of where they feel they identify or should they come to you first? Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's it's a cost decision, I think. Mm -hmm. So um, if it is if if costs are prohibitive, uh, then I would start with the medication site. There's a free trial and you can try some of those out. And then it is, um, as everybody around me says, and my mother especially says, um, it is the least expensive self-healing tool that you are going to find out there, you know, as far as monthly and what it provides. Uh, and so, and there are classes on there in the members corner. There's more than just meditations. There are 21 classes that you can take about everything and anything, ego and the victim. And there are medigrations for those. Uh, and so that's the, if we were looking at the least expensive way. And then uh, next least expensive would be to just do a one-off 30-minute or hour-long consultation, which includes a full medical intuitive scan. Um, those are fun. I think people love just coming in and, and, and you know, wow, this is kind of neat. Scan me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, and I go through all of the systems and the hormones and you name it. I just am sort of lining up everything. I've got a, a very organized process to how I do my scans. Um, and then we'll get into, so that's the physical thing. What does that symbolically mean mentally or emotionally? So you walk away with, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a tool of um, this is what's going on physically. And this understanding. is understanding why. where you're at, mm -hmm. exactly. and what you can do next. Yeah, exactly. And then the the sort of top tier as far as cost is I have a I'm actually starting one uh, February 17th of 2024 i don't know when this will be next week the end of january so yes terrific terrific so february uh february 17th i start my next run of an intuitive course and that is for anyone who wants to uh be trained as an intuitive so you could and you would end up with a medical certification a medical intuitive certification it's a six-month course mm -hmm. um but you can also do it just to tap in. So I have a lot of people doing this class who are consciousness seekers. And I have a lot of people who are doing this class who are on a radical physical healing, healing journey, people right. who have cancer and things like that, and they need to get back to their intuition. And so it's a six month course. I am so excited about that one. Right. So it doesn't matter what tier you're on. It you doesn't. Know, you, can, right. you can dip your waters in and then you can gradually go. But if the whole thing is, is switching on your awareness. You know, what yes. is your body telling you? What is your spirit telling you? What is your heart telling you? And uh, tuning in. And, you know, just I think kind of when we're in the digital world, it goes from one channel to the other. When we went the algorithm before, you know, the, um, you could turn the knob to find the, yes. the, mm -hmm. the nine and three quarters part, right? right? And and that's where it's at. And so it's it's uh, it's learning to tune yourself in, that fine tuning of what really your body is saying. And, and how to think, pay attention to it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that is so is so wonderful about the work we both do is I don't know the last time I have done either a one-on-one -on -one or any type of work where when I have said something, they've known. Yes. And it feels so good for the client coming in to know that they actually knew. I may it verifies. say something. It verifies yes. they're on the right track. They're tuned yes. in. Yes. Exactly. And that is when you realize, and when I think about my clients and they're like, I knew that. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. I knew that. I knew that. That was the way. All of a the sudden they're getting confirmation is so much better than, yes. oh, yes. this is where you should go. I knew that. Yeah. I'm on the right track and I can keep going this way. I've, this is how I listen in. And very often, as I said, we have to heal ourselves. We need other people that can help us tune in 
to understand yeah. how to heal ourselves, yeah. yes. right? So that's the, the gift of what you're giving them is actually how to not only tune in, heal themselves, but maintain themselves. Yes. And that's the important thing, yes. right? Yeah. This has been an absolute delight. I know that you have a client you had to run off to. So it's M-E-D-I-G-R-A-Y-T-I-O-N.com. Yes. And yes. also Laura Gray, L-A-U-R-A-G-R-A-Y-E.com. Um, reach out. She's got a YouTube channel as well. You'll see an uh, animated cartoon um, meditation um, process here on a video which is really neat I was kind of showing telling a story there which I think we could all relate to and it's a it is up to us because our health is our is our choice I love but, it but here is somebody that's going to show you how to apply it to you to mm -hmm. empower you and your health that's the point right not there to do it for you there to show you how to do it for yourself exactly that's the importance absolutely yes. been an absolute delight having you here thank you so so much for being here you've got to come back again i love it and oh, there's so much more you. to talk I, about <laughs> yes thank you thank you i would i would absolutely love it thank you for having me my pleasure absolutely and you know we we've all got the power within us the universe mm -hmm. is with us all the time it, it, it's always by our side always guiding us we've just got to change our frequency and tune in 100 percent right? So, folks, it's all there with you, and she's there ready to help you. One step, two step, whichever step you're ready to take, please tune in because we need you in the world. The whole world needs you. This is a part of our survival, all of us rising up to that higher vibration. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted. And we do hope that you enjoy the next show.